Hey everybody, before we get started, I just wanted to say thanks so much for listening, and as always, this episode is brought to you by superstarbodybook.com, the homepage of our world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis. No, Nick's not paying for a sponsorship here. I just like telling everybody about the site, because aside from being one of the greatest resources for Aldis merch, it's the home of the Superstar Body Book, which, in my opinion, is one of the best fitness books you can buy. Why? Because it's easy to digest, straight to the point, and it's full of zero BS. Just a practical resource guide to fitness from a guy who may have done a push-up or two in his lifetime. Love him or hate him, Nick Aldis is as in shape of an athlete as you're likely to find anywhere. So you can count on him to know what he's talking about. In this book, he's going to go through all of the information in the simplest terms that you would ever need to understand more about creating and sticking to a fitness plan, the nutrition, and all of the other factors that go into helping you reach your fitness goals. No prior wrestling knowledge is needed, as this book is just designed for anybody looking to get in shape and not sure where to start. Not only that, but throughout the book, there are additional tips from other great athletes, such as WWE Hall of Famer and Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. And hey, look, I'm not kidding. I've read through my copy twice now. I'm currently on my own fitness journey, and I'm nowhere near ready for entering action. But I can assure you that this has been an invaluable resource. Oh, and as a bonus, if you go and order a book, Nick will personally autograph it for you. You can not only have a book written by, but personalized by potentially the greatest world champion of the modern era of the National Wrestling Alliance. And hey, that's not enough for you? Right now on superstarbodybook.com, you can also get a personalized fitness plan from the champ himself. That's right. In his 90 days for $90 plan, not only will Nick send you an autographed copy of the Superstar Body Book, he'll also personally communicate with you to detail a workout plan tailored specifically for you. What a hell of a guy. He's the world champion. He's touring. He's busy, okay? And he's still going to take time to sit down, figure out what you need, and devise a fitness plan that works for you on your schedule. So go check it out. That's superstarbodybook.com. Oh, and do me a favor. If you do go, let him know that this is the NWA podcast sent you. Just so he knows he owes us one. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, let's do this show. That intro just drives me nuts because I, I just don't know what to say. I don't know how you just like start a podcast, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, hello, I'm Gary Horn, and this, well, this is the NWA, a podcast celebrating the past, present, and future of one of the greatest pro wrestling entities of all time, the National Wrestling Alliance. How are you guys doing? I'm fine. Thank you for asking. It's been a busy week, but I'm here, baby. I promise I'd be better, and by God, I'm doing it. Here we are with a brand new episode. Of course, jumping in a week later means there's a little less breaking news to cover, but that's okay, because there's still plenty of talk about. This just gives us a chance to catch our breath and analyze, adjust, and act. Kind of like that. I just made that up. Analyze, adjust. 
adjust and act. New catchphrase. God, even with a little bit of action from the NWA this week, like I said, there's still plenty for us to talk about, not the least of which involves the newest acquisition of the NWA, Eli Drake, and our new national champion, the Cowboy James Storm. We're also going to be talking about all the latest action from all of the NWA stars, media appearances, your questions, and my favorite part, a top 10 list of who you voted for that you want to see in the NWA. But first. If you notice some Twitter action from an account called at NWAHOF, well, it's fake. Yeah, at a certain point, there's been an NWA Hall of Fame, but this is a Twitter account created that says it's the NWA Hall of Fame, but it is in no way affiliated or connected to the actual NWA as we know it. David Lagana himself on Twitter in a thread involving us confirmed this very fact. He called it essentially sad and deceiving. So if you see it out there announcing inductees to this year's NWA Hall of Fame, just report them, block them, do whatever you need to do. Maybe someday the Hall of Fame will be back, but as of right now, since the purchase by Lightning One, there's been no updates on the Hall of Fame, and this account is not helping things. So, you know, come on, guys. We don't pretend like we're officially part of the NWA, so I don't know why you feel the need to. You can just celebrate without pretending like you've got some kind of insider knowledge. Speaking of Lagana, though, he appeared on the Walk the Walk or WTW Smoothcast this past week. Oh, and don't worry, he'll be on this one too. He will be mine. Oh, yes, he will be mine. Anyway, it was a fun interview, and I took away several key points, like how we're coming up on two years of this resurgence of the NWA. Man, I've got a lot of time to make up. We're almost caught up on the YouTube rewatches. They're coming back, by the way, but more news on that later. Anyway, he also gives a great timeline of events leading up to what he called Nick Aldis's real crowning at NWA 70. Aside from all that, though, I'm not 100% sure that the host totally got it, but David Lagana also dropped a great little tidbit of news. That belt that Allison K has, it may not be the NWA women's title's final form. It's kind of a placeholder, maybe? Are we about to head back to Mildred Burke days? Because, God, that would be pretty awesome. And you know who would be perfect to rep that belt? Yeah, obviously, our world champion, Allison K. Anyway, Lagana is not the only busy man. My champion and yours, Mr. Nick Aldis, appeared in an article on Vulture Hound, offering some great insight on the NWA so far. I'll read you a little snippet here. They say, People have no idea what a TV deal even is. He's quick to explain how it's a huge undertaking to produce two hours of content every week. The gamble doesn't always pay off. The idea that a promotion has to have a weekly episodic TV program in order to succeed is completely off base to him. Before WWE introduced the concept 25 years ago, wrestling was formed entirely around pay-per-view. He believes that holding on to a fatigued TV-centric model isn't the answer. It's time for a change. So... For my take, I think he's right. Look, I'm glad that there are companies out there with options for this. I'm happy, for example, for AEW. And I'll say this as a man who secretly hopes AEW, well, not so secretly anymore. I hope AEW blows WWE out of the water someday. And I'll say this as a man who loves the wrestlers in WWE, but I like the competition aspect. But there's more to this whole thing than that. See, there's more to this whole thing than belts. I see all the belt tweets, all the requests and everything else, but you guys have to be ready for the long game with the NWA. I've watched, officially, 
every AEW show. And you know what? I had fun, but they ain't perfect. And they're sure as hell not a silver bullet that's going to take down the WWE. And honestly, if you're looking for that, you got the wrong mindset. You should be looking for it to be cool to be a wrestling fan again. You should want wrestling to take over. You should want multiple companies full of these amazing athletes that are telling stories that you want to see. And that's what I'm here for. I'm ready for all of these guys and girls who risk life and limb doing this amazing job entertaining fans, carrying on what is probably the oldest, purest profession anymore. Besides prostitution, I guess. I, I don't mean to make a comparison, but I'm just saying, I mean, you know, they say prostitution is the oldest profession. I'm, I'm, I'm off on a tangent. Anyway, I want them all to do well, and I want them to succeed. That said, I want them to succeed in a place that really appreciates that legacy, and you know who does that? Lagana, Corgan, and the NWA. Okay, okay, but enough of my rambling. Let's get into some of the main news, the current news. Let's talk about today. What's Allison Kay up to? She's been kind of quiet. Looks like she might be on vacation. But if you're asking, like I was, turns out, well, hell, she's up to a lot. The NWA Women's Champion is going to be all over the place this next month. August 3rd, she's going to be at Slamathon at Champions Riverside Resort in Galesville, Wisconsin. August 9th, Ring of Honor Summer Supercard at Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You can go to ROHWrestling.com for tickets. We have not seen anything announced about that. I am curious. What's she doing there? August 10th, Shimmer Rise, Femme Fatales, and Smash present The Summit in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. August 11th, she's at First Wrestling Blood, Sweat, and Beers 2 at Bauhaus Brew Labs in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I was wrong about her hanging out with me. I mentioned last episode, August 11th, it's my birthday. Thought maybe she just wanted to hang out for my birthday, but guess not. Guess she's busy. Anyway, August 24th, to be announced. That's on our calendar. August 25th, Old Wrestling. That's O-L-D-E Wrestling.com in Norwalk, Ohio. Allison K, be busy, yo. Speaking of which, don't forget about Patreon.com slash Allison K, where you can get exclusive signed merch, ring-used items, a classy AF follow from Allison K herself on social media. Just the works. I mean, this lady knows what she's doing. She is marketing herself to the T. Speaking of Women's World's Championship, our former Women's World's Champion, the Phenom Jazz has been more and more active on Twitter this past week, and it looks like she's now teaching at Hybrid School of Wrestling in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, she and Rodney Mack are there with coaches Chris Marvel and Mark Aguilar, training the future stars of wrestling. So if you're looking to go to a place to learn, there you go. You can go to hybridschoolofwrestling.com. It looks like a badass gym with like three rings and all the experience you could ever need. They also have regular seminars with famous pro wrestlers and such. It's just good to see uh, Ms. Jazz doing so well out there. Nick Aldis, the world's heavyweight champion, the dealer, the national treasure, the champ. You know that guy, right? Well, he's been having a slower time of it, I suppose. This week, it looks like he's been dealing with politicians and their leaflets trying to put on weight. And his poor wife, Mickey James, dealing with her surgery from the torn ACL she suffered. If I'm not mistaken, that's what it was. As you can imagine, the Aldis household has probably come to a screeching halt for a little bit. But hey, I'm sure the kid's happy having both parents around. 
I mean, I'm still not sure how they do it. Two professional wrestling parents. That's got to be tough. Good on them. But I would like to take a minute to say that we have all been thinking about Mickey James and hoping she's doing well in her recovery. Good luck, Mickey. We can't wait to see you come back. I know that ACL tear's probably got to be several months of recovery, but God, she's a legend, and I can't wait to see her wrestle again. Rest won't last forever, though. As discussed last week, Nick has plenty coming his way as he's going to be taking on the Monster Crater on July 27th in Manchester. Depending on where you look, you get different info, but according to World of Sports, official site, Crater is six foot three, over 500 pounds. This, this is going to be a test for Mr. Aldis. Let's hope Dave Lagana is documenting it. Also, I mean, how could you forget? We've already mentioned it once with Allison K, but on August 9th, Ring of Honor, NWA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and CMLL are all participating in Summer Supercard. The champ is going to be defending against a yet unnamed member of Villain Enterprises, but who? Marty Skrull, Flip Gordon, PCO, Brody King. Still not sure who, and still not sure what the champ's strategy is here, but no matter what, assuming he's still got the championship and not Crater, this is going to be a hell of a match. This is also, of course, not ignoring the fact that Nick Aldis dropped a challenge to Jay Briscoe the other day. Man knows how to keep himself busy. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention that he's now a contributor to the website FlaggedSports.com. If you missed that announcement today, you can find his latest article over there right now discussing, of all things, the XFL and what other sports could use some sprucing up, I guess you'd say. Folks, by the way, if you're wondering where I keep up on a lot of my National Wrestling Alliance news, I mean, besides this podcast, obviously, a lot of the great breaking news comes from the Alliance blog. That's right. If you prefer to read up on the latest happenings in and around the NWA, Jason Kelly, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, has you covered. Just head on over to alliance-wrestling.com for all of the latest NWA news and rumors. Or Jason is at first two thirds, all spelled out on Twitter. It's an excellent site and it's definitely worth your time. All right, last shout out, and then it's time to move on to the meat of this show. I meant to do this last week, but another brother trying to cut his teeth in the wrestling business is Tyler Peters, or at DustinTyler86 on Twitter. Tyler has dreams of one day becoming a wrestling commentator, which is a unique thing. We see a lot of people wanting to break into the wrestling business, not all the time commentators, though. We want to wish him the best at this adventure, and you can go check out his work on his Twitter account, where he's dubbing his voice over old school wrestling matches. Dude has got some real talent. Definitely got a great voice for the job, and you can feel the inspiration of folks like good old JR, Tony Schiavone, all of that in his work. Also, real quick, as we transition here, I, I did want to take a minute to mention Mr. Harley Race. Boss was hospitalized this past week, and while not much is known about it, the family did send this information out. This past weekend, Race was scheduled to attend the Knoxville Fanboy Expo. While traveling to Knoxville, he exhibited some signs that needed to be addressed by medical personnel. He has been in the hospital since Thursday evening, and that's where he currently is. Due to privacy concerns, no specific information will be given out about his current health status or anything of the sort. All that can and will be said is that Harley Race was, is, and always will be a fighter. He doesn't know anything else, and he hasn't thrown in the towel, and he has promised that as long as it is up to him, that won't be an option. His health is obviously top priority. And with that being said, all of his upcoming appearances will be immediately canceled. 
All promoters have been notified about the situation, and we here are currently trying to come up with a solution to rectify the situation the best way possible. Unfortunately, since the situation has taken place while traveling to a signing, he is currently in a hospital that is pretty far away from home that has his family there with him. Obviously, we just want to take a moment to wish Mr. Race all of the best. Harley is certainly a legend in this business and deserving of all of the respect in the world. Certainly one of the greatest world champions of all time. And as we know from the 10 Pounds of Gold series, he's somebody that our current world champion really looks up to. If you'd like to support Harley and help with medical expenses, they are offering a fundraiser opportunity and selling this really sweet shirt. You can link to the shirt pretty easily from Twitter, but if you need it, head over to harleyrace.com slash hrfundraiser.html. I did find it a little bit tough to, to find the shirt just going through harleyrace.com. So that's why I give you the full address there. So go help the man out, the greatest wrestler on God's green earth, the king of wrestling. The only two men that Andre the Giant ever feared were Haku and Harley Race. Man, I can't wait to do an episode on Harley Race. He's such a stud. Go give the man some love and get an awesome shirt in the process. My, 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 how a week changes things. Only two new videos have dropped from the NWA since our last episode, but you would be doing yourself a favor if you made sure you've seen both. This first piece of news comes from a Ring of Honor taping featuring Mr. Colt Cabana. You know what? Let's go ahead and play the music. Who knows when we'll get a chance to again. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. Boom, boom, Colt Cabana. It's Colt Cabana. The leg is still healing, and he barely got doctor's approval to be able to fly in. But just to show how tough this guy is, Colt's there, cane and all, and he addresses the wrestling world. But of all people, who should interrupt him? The cowboy, James Storm. James says that Colt promised him five more minutes from their match that ended in a time limit draw. Colt says, when I'm healed, you'll get it. James starts taunting Colt, he pushes him down, and he's demanding that Colt give him that championship match right now. Colt, who, I hate to say it, probably has more guts than brains, agrees. Colt tries to put up a valiant effort against the Cowboy, but James Storm is not a man you can just rush into a match with, especially hurt. James Storm easily takes out Colt, finishes him off with a half crab, causing him to tap, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a new NWA national champion. The Cowboy makes Colt's friend and commentator Ian Riccoboni announce his victory because, well, I guess he just felt like being an asshole. Either way, the Cowboy James Storm is the national champ, and Colt, well, sorry bro, hope you get better soon. You thought this was funny, didn't you, NWA? You thought that James Storm would just go away. You could do whatever you want. And I wouldn't think about revenge. But there's one thing you better learn real quick about James Storm. I never forgive and I never forget because now I have something that you think is yours. I have the NWA National Championship. Please come try to take it. So what's my take on this whole thing? On one hand, 
I had a question this process. Look, is this a thing in the NWA? Wrestlers can just make matches whenever and wherever they want. I've always promised to be honest with you guys. I love the NWA, and I've promised not to BS you guys. So I will say, not a fan of that part. That's WWE illogical shit. At the end of the day, though, it's whatever. The drama, the rivalry between the two guys, all of that feels perfectly legit. I can't wait for a rematch. And with Colt and his new attitude and the cowboy and his full-time attitude. I want to see that rematch yesterday. I guess congratulations to the NWA because they've made that national title a legit championship with serious contenders. I loved Willie Mack and I still do, but this, this feud's taking it to another level. All right, now I suppose this is a good time. If you're not sure about who Mr. Storm is, I can tell you a little bit about him. We'll eventually probably do a full-on episode about everybody in the NWA, but for now, I'll tell you what's important. James Storm's been around a little while, and he spent a lot of that time in Impact Wrestling. During his time with Impact, Storm became a TNA World Heavyweight Champion, one-time TNA King of the Mountain Champion, a record seven-time NWA World Tag Team Champion as a member of America's Most Wanted with Wildcat Chris Harris, and a record seven-time TNA World Tag Team Champion, five as a member of Beer Money with Bobby Roode, and once again with Abyss and Gunner. James Storm has had a total of 16 championships just in Impact Wrestling. James Storm's the real deal, folks. I remember the time when he was getting the World Championship. I was doing a lot of WWE watching then, but when he got that run, he was landing on everybody's radar. I believe was, like even Stone Cold was digging him, and a lot of people thought TNA might have their first major star on its hands, like organically grown star, if that makes sense. Of course, at that time, and and I don't want to speak out of turn here, but TNA had become kind of a shithole. Even the cowboy couldn't save it. And he did some cool stuff, man. He was, at one point, I remember he formed a faction with AJ Styles, Nigel McGuinness, and Robert Roode. All of those WWE guys now. All those championships he won. The cowboy worked in NXT for a bit and decided not to sign with them. But long story short. Here he is, far from done, and making an impact in the NWA right after he signs. This is a legit competitor, y'all. The NWA is not playing when it builds this roster. I love James Storm, and I'm glad he's here. Which brings me to speaking of new folks. If you've watched the other video dropped on the NWA YouTube channel, you have seen the debut match from Mr. Eli Drake. But you might be asking yourself, just who the hell is Eli Drake? I know I was, right? Like, I haven't watched Impact in a long time. So, I'm just being honest here. I was not totally familiar with Eli Drake. But I have been doing my due diligence and researching, if for nobody else but me, but hopefully also for you, in case you mentioned it. And this, this is an all-star, my friends. If you ask the Wikipedia, it says this. He is best known for his time in Impact Wrestling, where he is a one-time Impact World Champion, TNA King of the Mountain Champion, Impact World Tag Team Champion with Scott Steiner. He has won two Feaster-fired briefcases. He also appeared as a cast member on the TNT reality series, The Hero, hosted by The Rock. That's not all, though. Mr. Drake also was a member of The Rising. It was a group with the folks... 
now known as Drew McIntyre in WWE and Tangaloa in NJPW. I mean, can you imagine that? That sounds like a pretty badass group. Eli Drake was one of Impact's biggest stars as they attempted to rebuild their image, and he was really well known on the indie scene. He's crossed paths with people like Abyss, Pentagon Jr., Tommy Dreamer, Raven, Eddie Edwards, Moose, and just basically a who's who of the non-WWE scene. He did spend a bit of time in WWE. He also did a little team with Willie Mack at one point. He sounds familiar, right? And at least once with John Moxley, I know. Ultimately, though, Eli Drake was a TNA or an Impact guy. It's really interesting considering James Storm, too, like just the guys that come over for Impact. I mean, Nick Aldis was an Impact guy, too. So obviously, there were some bad terms, I think, with, with Lagana and Corrigan when they left there, but they're picking up some talent from there. So it's just kind of kind of fascinating to me. Anyway, I'm not going to dive too deep into this, but basically some issues apparently came up at one point with an intergender match with Tessa Blanchard that caused a falling out with Impact and Eli hit the shelf while his contract ran out. Don't get the wrong idea though. Eli was hot knowing he wanted out of Impact. Every other promotion wanted him, but Eli is a different cat, man. And you know who else is different? The National Wrestling Alliance. So that's who our boy decided to roll with. And you know what? I freaking love it. Like I said, I'd be lying if I told you I've known everything about Eli Drake since day one, but since he's joined the NWA, nothing but impact. Pun intended. Showing up as Nick Aldis's mystery partner at Ring of Honor Best in the World was a brilliant debut, and although the outcome was less than desirable, Drake has already sent shockwaves through the organization. From his fist fight with James Storm to his most recent NWA video where he not only dominates Grizzly Redwood, he absolutely has no shame about his intentions. This man wants that 10 pounds of gold. If Nick Aldis, James Storm, Colt Cabana, or anybody else think they can take a breather, no way dummy, Eli Drake goes after what he wants. Now, he gives a speech after that Grizzly match that spoke to me, brother. If you follow me on other social media, you know I'm all about being motivated and bettering myself. Uh, that's over at Rock and Roll Gary, all spelled out, by the way. Just cheap plug. Anyway, Eli Drake's got that down for you, too. Bring it, man. But he's not super easy going about it. He's blunt, honest, and not afraid to speak his mind. I freaking love it. And you know, most people, they just kind of let opportunity come to them. They wait for it. They pray for it. Please, God, if something can just go right and if it can just come my way, everything would be so much better. Does that really work for you? Does that ever work for you to just sit back and wait for it? No. So what I've done is I went ahead and I saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity in the NWA for something that I want. A prize that's been around forever. A prize that's still around today. That prize that I want, it's the 10 pounds of gold, but make no mistake about it. I'm out here and I'm talking about the wrestling industry as a whole. I don't hate anybody in the wrestling industry. I don't dislike anything in the wrestling industry, but I take pride in what I do. And that's why I came to the NWA, because the NWA takes pride in what it does. Now, I ain't no company man coming out here and singing the praises of the NWA, but when I see a good opportunity, I know it. So I took it. So now I'm here, you see me trudge over, who was this guy, Grizzly Adams? I don't know, it doesn't matter, because here we are in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And what I'm looking for is a little love to come my way, and if it doesn't come my way, then I'll make it come my way. And what I'm looking for, it's 10 pounds, it's that dime, it's the NWA, world's heavyweight title. He says he can't stop himself, 
man, don't even try. The NWA is about to beat the best promotion in wrestling, especially if they keep signing talent like this. Okay, folks, before we wrap up, I've been interacting with you guys on Twitter, Instagram, and otherwise, and I've been asking what's on your mind. First of all, no matter how ridiculous I get on here, I want you guys to know I truly, truly appreciate you. I want this show to work. I want to support our love of wrestling. I am amazed every single day at the love and support that I get from you folks. So keep spreading the word. Let's help start the newest wrestling revolution. All right, before I get all misty-eyed, here is what's on your mind. All right, so for Mike at the Rattler UK asks, which pay-per-views will be coming up this year? I got to make the trip for one. Mike, I wish I knew. Thus far, aside from some mention at the Crockett Cup meet and greets about a regular show in the fall, the NWA and Lightning One have been fairly tight-lipped. I'd love to know what the next big event's going to be. And will they be newer events? Or are they going to bring back some other older ideas that are... You know, some of the pay-per-views or closed-circuit stuff that wasn't owned by the WWE that the NWA can still use. Actually, in fact, my next ask on Twitter might be completely related to that. As far as I know, cool ideas like Starcade and Great American Basher are already taken by WWE. It seems they've used those. But what about Super Brawl or the Bunkhouse Stampede? Slamboree, Fall Brawl, Halloween Havoc. I mean, those are just some I can think of off the top of my head, and I'm not even an expert like some of you guys are. Who out there has ideas? Personally, I'm a huge fan of October and Halloween, so the idea of Halloween Havoc coming back makes me super happy, but I'm not even sure if that can happen. Maybe I'll shoot another message over to David Lagana, and we'll try to find out. Not that he ever answers me, but we'll see. David Marquez jumped in with a comment that we need to remember hashtag CWF Hollywood. And he's absolutely right. Championship wrestling from Hollywood is a former NWA territory. I, I'm not really sure how it works, but it's certainly a hotbed of NWA activity. I love it and would love to visit there someday. Sorry if I haven't dropped the name in the weekly show, David, but it's certainly mentioned in our YouTube rewatches, which have plenty of matches that take place there. Anyway, so that's hashtag CWF Hollywood. He's at CWF H Marquez and at CWF Hollywood. I know uh, Royce Isaacs is a big deal over there and he had a hell of a showing in the Crockett Cup. Big fan. And finally on your questions, Lamb's son at LSV1995 asks, who will challenge NWA World Tag Team Champions Villain Enterprise at Summer Supercard August 9th in Toronto? That is an excellent question. I don't even know if we've gotten confirmation that those tag titles are going to be up on the line. See, that's going to run into an issue with Villain Enterprises in general, right? Because Nick Aldis has promised to defend the 10 pounds of gold against any member of Villain Enterprises. So, seems like it would be easier to narrow down if, say, PCO and Brody King have to defend the tag titles. I don't know. I do think it's about time those tag titles get defended. And who would you want to see face off for them? Well, personally, I still want to see the War Kings get a run at it. Crimson and Jack Dane, I like those guys. I like their whole look and what they do in the ring. I think that that would be an excellent match to see. But... Thomas Latimer, or Bram, 
And Royce Isaacs, hey, man, they lost just barely in the final round. They went through a whole tournament themselves. That was a tough match at the end. They deserve a rematch. If, if I got my way, they would get one. And we could see those two face off against PCO and Brody King as well. But like I said, that's going to depend a lot on what's going to happen with Nick Aldis. You know, if it was a gun-to-head moment, I'm going to call Marty Skrull facing off for the 10 pounds of gold there. He came so close last time at Crockett Cup, and he's got to feel like he could pull it off if he was given the chance. And not to mention, we know he's desperate for a heavyweight championship. Now, Obviously, the champ must have something in mind since he's offered the shot to any member of Villain Enterprises rather than just Marty himself, given their friendship and history. But unless somebody steps up, I can't see why Marty wouldn't just choose himself, which leaves the other guys open to defend those tag titles. Interesting fact, by the way, the day I'm recording this, 7:20, is, I think, officially one year from when Nick Aldis and Flip Gordon battled over the 10 pounds of gold. Of course, the National Treasure came out on top in that one, but could we see a rematch of that? I don't know. Obviously, now I've made it no secret that instead of the tag titles right now, I'd like to see how the champ deals with a guy like PCO, since we've never seen Aldis defend against anything like him. Alas, we will just have to wait and see. Okay, and the last bit of business this week, I've been talking to you folks on Twitter, and I asked you this. Cards on the table, NWA Nation. Who's the one person, signed or no, that you'd love to see and or think fits with what the NWA is doing? I'll go first. I want a Cesaro and Nick Aldis match so bad. You guys not only came out in force, but the world's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, even replied, retweeted, and got involved. He seemed interested in that Cesaro idea, which is awesome, and said... As always, they are open for business. Don't worry, baby birds, though. I'm a feed you. I went through the list. I read all of the replies. I marked up every vote everybody got, and I compiled a list of all of your responses, and I have created a ranking, a top 10, if you will, of who you'd love to see join the NWA. Sounds like the NWA is going to have to make some more partnerships because these guys are from everywhere but here they are your top request to see in the national wrestling alliance starting with some honorable mentions do you like that i did like a british accent some honorable mentions don't sound like gandalf okay in alphabetical order so that there's no specific order andy the wild man had to look this guy up. I'm not going to lie. No offense, Andy the Wild Man, but he is a British wrestler. Apparently has faced Nick Aldis in the past, but a lot has changed. Andy chimed in and said he'd love to prove himself against Nick Aldis. We might get to see that happen one day. DDP. Diamond Dallas Page. When he's not doing yoga, Diamond Dallas Page is a former world heavyweight champion. Now, he was it all in. Uh, he sat in Cody's corner. It'd be cool to see DDP come back and rep that NWA stuff. Do like that guy. Filthy Tom Lawler. Love this idea. That's MLW stuff, though. We haven't seen NWA and MLW partner up, but they've got a similar idea for how the wrestling business can go, it seems. So could we see more of that in the future? I don't know. Hulk Hogan. Really? Hulk Hogan? I mean, okay, I get it. It's Hulk Hogan, but what? What's Hulk Hogan going to do? I don't know. I Personally, I don't see it, but 
I'm sure they'd take him if they could get him. People ask him for Jack Hager, or Jack Swagger, as he's maybe better known. Uh, he's been doing a lot of uh, MMA stuff lately, but yeah, I mean, Jack has had a title match. Um, unsuccessful, but could we see more of the man back in the business? I always like Jack. He's an excellent wrestler, so uh, definitely got the skills needed. Could he be a future investment for the NWA? Possibly. Now look, more MLW, Jacob Fatu. He's probably busy, but would be awesome to see him there. That guy is really, really good. Jamie Hayter. Again, another person I'm not super familiar with, but she seems like she has a lot of talent. The NWA is going to want to beef up that women's division at some point. Allison Kay needs competition. Jamie, if you're listening, hit up Lagana, I guess, because people want to see you in the NWA. Jay Lethal. Hey, man, I said that earlier. Uh, a little while back on Twitter, I was talking about how Jay Lethal versus Nick Aldis could be fun. So I'm for it. Jazz makes this list. I'm not sure why. I think Jazz is still has a decent relationship with the NWA as far as I know. I mean, obviously, if anybody's due for a Women's World Championship match in the NWA, it's Jazz. Jesse Ventura. I don't. Okay. I, I actually like listening to Jesse. I think he's uh, super interesting to hear him talk about things. But um, I, I don't know how interested he is in the wrestling business anymore. MVP. I actually used to love MVP all the time in WWE. Have not been following his career, honestly, as much as I should be on the indie circuit. He's always been a good competitor, so would welcome him with open arms. Pete Dunne. Well, he's probably busy, but him versus Nick Aldis would be amazing, wouldn't it? Robert Roode. People... I mean, WWE, obviously, but people wanting to see that beer money reunion, I think, is what's going on there. And I can't say I blame them. Beer money is one of the greatest tag teams over the past couple of decades. So I can imagine if the opportunity presented itself, people would want to watch it. Tim Thatcher, another guy I'm not super familiar with, but he did get mentioned a couple of times. Tim, if you're out there, people want to see you head to the NWA. And Walter, well, obviously. British wrestling seems hotter than ever right now. So uh, Nick Aldis versus Walter. Anybody versus Walter. Man, Walter's really good. So I I'd totally buy that. Oh, I almost forgot. Cody Rhodes got mentioned too. He didn't make the top 10, but obviously there's people out there that want to see Cody and Nick three, which Cody's big in the AEW thing right now. So his name's all over the place. I'm not sure what the chances are we're going to see that, but anything's possible out there. AEW seems friendly. Maybe the NWA works something out with them at some point. We could get that Aldis and Rhodes match. That out of the way, though, here is the top 10 people I saw mentioned that you folks want to see in some NWA action. Number 10, Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, me too, buddy. I have been saying for months, I want to see Okada versus Aldis. I, I just have all these ideas for dream matches for the NWA championship, but also Okada, I mean, that's got to be a tough get, but given the relationship the NWA has with Ring of Honor and some New Japan guys coming over and CMLL, it seems like 
It's a legit possibility you could see Okada versus Aldis someday. Hell, can you imagine Okada versus Eli Drake? That seems like a lot of fun too. Okada is one of the hottest wrestlers in the business right now. So definitely anytime you could get him on your show is worth the effort. Number nine coming in is Killer Cross. Guys, I don't know if I've expressed this enough ever before, but I am a huge Killer Cross fan. So imagine my surprise that this is totally not put on. Killer Cross comes in at number nine on this top 10 list. I respect the hell out of Killer Cross. I said it on Twitter the other day when he got brought up the first time. That guy, he's got a great gimmick, a great look. He's very talented. And he just seems to have an attitude that resonates with me, I guess, just outside of the ring as well. He's motivated and a person who is just inspiring in that way. Go check out his Twitter account. The guy just, he he has what it takes and he seems like his attitude just matches perfectly to what the NWA is trying to accomplish in the business. Number eight. Dustin Rhodes, more AEW. Yeah, Dustin is looking better than ever in the AEW stuff I've seen him in. He had a hell of a match with Cody Rhodes. He and Cody had a hell of a match with the Young Bucks. I I can see the appeal over even Cody right now. You just get that legacy Rhodes boy up against, like, say, the champ Nick Aldis or just competing. Dustin actually seems like he'd be a perfect competitor for the national title. Like, I can just see him carrying that belt and giving it so much weight like that would be awesome to see as well. Uh, No offense, James. I'm just saying, if he could beat you, if he could beat James Storm, then of course. But what are the chances of that? I don't know. It depends on how close James Storm is to me on what I tell you there. Number seven, more AEW. We've got MJF. God, I kept seeing his name pop up all over the place. And you know why it is? Because MJF is one of the hottest heels right now. He just has that smarmy, heel attitude. I can't say I blame anybody. As far as like a standout on every single AEW show that's happened so far, MJF is the guy. No matter what he's done, people have talked highly of MJF and it's just because they appreciate a good heel and he's that guy. I don't know what the chances are that you're going to see him in the NWA given his current situation, but if there was ever an opportunity, he'd be a lot of fun to see. And number six, Samoa Joe. Well, duh, right? Samoa Joe looks like an old school NWA champ. That's what he looks like. He looks like a guy that would have, in any era, been a true competitor. He's tough. He's a badass. Like, he just looks like he's ready to go at any time. And so it's easy to see why people would picture him for the National Wrestling Alliance. Can't say I blame him. Hard to get him away from WWE, and don't get me wrong, think he's severely underutilized there, but man, if the NWA ever got a chance, Samoa Joe's where it's at. All right, let's get into this top five. Number five comes in, and it's yet another WWE guy, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I mean, is there a person in the world that Daniel Bryan can't have a good match with? I don't think so. And Daniel Bryan versus any of our NWA folks would be fantastic. We all want to see Daniel Bryan all over the place. It always amazes me the longer he signs with WWE. There was a time when it seemed like he may not come back and everybody was worrying. It's just because you want to see him on a high-profile situation. But at the time, I don't even think I realized just how you don't have to be in the WWE to 
have a high profile or to matter in the wrestling business. Daniel Bryan could go anywhere at any time. Will he? I don't know. But he definitely has just that classic look and ability that would just market so well in a place like the NWA. Number four. This guy actually responded to Nick Aldis when Nick Aldis seemed interested. Alex Hammerstone. Now, I don't know what the chances are, but I feel like there's a strong possibility that a guy like Alex Hammerstone could show up in the NWA. And I'm here for it because this guy has an amazing look and a lot of skill. He's ready to take the next step and the NWA might be it. So bring on Alex Hammerstone. I I think that could be a lot of fun. Number three, you knew this was going to happen eventually. I'm surprised it's not number one. CM Punk. What are the chances he shows up in the NWA? I'm going to say pretty close to zero. There's no way that CM Punk seems like he's even at all interested in coming back to wrestling, although he did sign up to show at StarCast. But to actually wrestle a match? I don't know. I And, and if anybody's got the money to just fork over for what it's going to cost to get that guy to perform, it's probably going to be like an AEW. But hey, if he ever just felt super generous and wanted to give back to the wrestling business, NWA's here, Punk. You could uh, lend us your services. All right, number two. Happy to say that this got a uh, positive response. When I mentioned it in my initial tweet, that's right. It's WWE's on Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro just feels like a guy to me that belongs in the NWA. He's not getting utilized properly in WWE, in my opinion. He is a badass dude, and he is strong and just super skilled. He reminds me of just the classic guy, like a Luthez. That's what he feels like. Cesaro would be perfect in the kind of aesthetic and program that the NWA seems to want to put on. He just seems perfect. That's all I'm trying to say. I just, More than anybody right now, I wish that the NWA could get Cesaro. I know that the chances are pretty slim, if not zero, that that's ever going to happen. But man, can you imagine Nick Aldis versus Cesaro? That would be amazing. Okay, that out of the way, though, we are at number one. This guy just kept getting mention after mention after mention, and that is Davy Boy Smith Jr. People want Davy Boy Smith Jr. in the NWA. And again, like a lot of these people, I'm, I'm happy with you guys. You guys were not ridiculous with your requests. There were no Roman Reigns, John Cena's, or anything. Not that I'm knocking those guys, but you guys were very serious about who you thought fit what the NWA was trying to do. I think every single one of these guys you mentioned actually really, really work. And Davey Boy Smith Jr., obviously a perfect choice. He was number one. Everybody wants to see it. I imagine that they want to see Aldis versus Smith, but Davey Boy Smith's got just this look. He just seems like the kind of guy who belongs. Now, I think he's working a lot with MLW, so again, I don't know what the uh, hoops you'd have to jump through are to make something like this happen, but if ever there was a guy, he's got a, uh, something legit about him. It's probably just his MMA stuff, and just he seems... All of these guys seem like legit tough guy wrestlers that you want to see represent a company somewhere just this larger than life feel too out of all of these so anyway there you go that's your top 10 that's who you chose that you'd love to see in the nwa 
Anybody I missed? Anybody send me a tweet and I didn't catch it? I don't know. Just let me know. I'll be happy to bring anybody else up that you you mentioned. That's it for this week, folks. We had a long episode despite only two videos dropping for the NWA. What the hell's going to happen next week? I don't know. But we had a lot to cover. A lot of things happening out there in the wrestling world. I'm going to keep covering it as long as you keep listening. Thank you so much again for interacting with me, for sharing for telling other people and having them come listen. We're growing, and we want to continue doing that. Until next week, I am at Rock and Roll Gary, all spelled out. And this is at the NWA Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook.com slash the NWA Pod. Got a lot of plans. The YouTube rewatches are about to start dropping, and then we're going to move into wrestler profiles and just covering old school stuff so get ready things are picking up in the nwa things are about to start picking up on this podcast but until next week thank you so much for listening and thank you for being a part of the growing fandom of the nwa (laughs) 